Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him, michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. Hi there, this is Professor Michael Chapman. I'm one of the most experienced IVF specialists in Australia. Today we're going to talk about IVF from basics. So it's not really IVF we're going to talk about, it's infertility. Are you infertile? Question. The basic rate of conception in nature for humans is actually relatively inefficient. Every woman, every month, a woman who's got a regular menstrual cycle will produce an egg. If her tubes are open, which the vast majority of women would be, and the male is normal in terms of his sperm analysis, which about 70% of men are, the chances of conceiving in one month is only 15% at best. That 15% carries on each month, at least for the first six months, at around that 15% mark, and then gradually declines to by 12 months, the hit rate's about 10% per cycle. So in 12 months, about 90% of couples where everything is normal will get pregnant. By six months, only about half of them will have got pregnant. So not getting pregnant in the first months you try doesn't make you infertile. In fact, even after six months, provided everything is normal, you're not infertile. By 12 months, those that haven't conceived, that's the last 10% of people who started trying a year ago, we would call infertile or subfertile because even in that group over the next 12 months, 50% of them will actually get pregnant. That's less than 90% in the first year, but it's still quite substantial. So for most couples who are trying to conceive and are not being successful immediately, nature will actually work over time if you have the patience. I suppose as an older person, I look at younger people now and say, they're far too impatient. <laughs> they want things now. <laughs> and on the basis of that, um, many couples are actually approaching their general practitioner or specialists like me very early on in the months of trying. And that's driven to some extent by others' experience. My sister got pregnant in the first time she was trying, or my cousin got pregnant and she wasn't even trying. So how come I've been trying for three months and I haven't got pregnant? In fact, after three months, <laughs> only about 35% of couples will actually have conceived. 
if you think about it in a diff slightly different way, percent per month is like rolling the dice once a month. The chances of getting a six on the first throw is 15%. You keep rolling the dice and eventually you'll get a six, but it may take five, ten rolls before you get there. That's the background. But if you are concerned, and certainly most couples buy six months of really trying are concerned and do go to their GPs, it's very important to exclude potential problems. All those numbers I was just talking about relate to normal tubes, normal ovulation, normal sperm. So obviously they're the three things that need to be checked out if you are concerned. Doing a semen analysis is number one on the male side. Checking that ovulation is occurring, which is just a simple blood test on day 21 of a 28-day cycle, can tell us that your progesterone level is high and therefore the only way that can happen is if you've produced an egg. Testing the tubes is a little more complicated because you need to have a procedure where dye is passed up through the neck of the womb, through the vagina, and then it's watched as it goes out through the fallopian tubes to demonstrate that the tubes are patent. It's uncomfortable and it's not free. <laughs> no Medicare rebate co totally covers the, what's called the high cosy test. If they're all normal, I certainly encourage patients to keep on trying, at least for the next two or three months, because it's been shown that flushing through the tubes actually promotes fertility. If ovulation is not occurring, if sperm is not good, referral to a fertility specialist who understands those parameters is vital. Going along to your general gynaecologist, the one who delivers babies or the one that you know, does hysterectomies but hasn't had any training in infertility is not the right way to go. There are many of those specialists around who, have, who dabble in infertility. But if you want good care, the right care, find someone that has had training in infertility. In Australia and New Zealand, there's our Royal College of Obstetrics and Gynaecology has a subspecialty group. People like me who've done, who have the qualification of certification by board in reproductive endocrinology and infertility. After their name, you'll see CREI. They're the ones to go to. In Australia, there are something like 90 such doctors that are well trained like that. There are a number of other doctors who've been doing IVF for a long time and who I'd say were exactly as good. But the person that does obstetrics, does normal gynecology, and doesn't uh, uh, specialize in fertility even though they might do some odd IVF cycles, that's not the person to see. What they will be doing, these specialists who understand infertility, will be exploring more the reasons behind the, sper the low sperm count, the reasons behind not ovulating, and potentially working out why your fallopian tubes might be blocked and undertaking therapies to overcome each of those. Once they've done all of that, there may be many options, not maybe, there are a number of options before needing to go down the IVF track. 
with not ovulating, most uh, most of that can be overcome with with tablets, sometimes injections. That particular group commonly are the women with polycystic ovarian development of these children appears to be almost above average. And we're very happy to be saying to patients, IVF is safe. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. 